and welcome to Table Topics, the general advice and discussion podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and I have not brought along with me my favorite co-host and yours, the Caleb G. I've actually brought along one, two, three, four co-hosts tonight. To my left, I have... Crispy951, or Nick, or Vocal Glitter. Or Vocal Glitter. That's any, what, of, any of the above. That's, yes. what, that's who you are. I also mm-hmm. have to my front... Brad, at Force and Destiny. To my northeasterly direction. Jared at Jman091510. And then to my immediate right, I have Michael at Variager1. If you say so. And we are here today for Table Topics episode number 82, which is our Gen Con Extravapalooza, where we are going to talk all about our Gen Con experience and hopefully share some words of wisdom that for future years you can take to heart and learn from our mistakes, and revel in our glory, and have as much fun as we did. So to start with, I'll go around the table, and I'll start with Nick. Nick, what was your favorite event at Gen Con this year? I got, I'm going to go with the uh, Midnight Zombie game, even though I didn't make it to the end, because it was, in my opinion, a little unwieldy due to the size. It was, for me, um, my favorite thing last year was the giant Cthulhu game we did, and this was similar in that regard, where it was a large group of people, individual tables, interacting and such. But that that had to be the top thing for me this year. All right. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Midnight Zombie drinking game, I'll actually let Michael cover that because you are the expert. So what what is that game? Uh, I think Jared's really the expert. But that's, uh, that's where a bunch of people get together and... Uh, uh, Every table plays a different faction in the zombie apocalypse, and they try to get out, um, and the tables are all weird and crazy. Excellent. All right, we'll move to my front. Brad, what was your favorite event at this year's Gen Con? I, too, would say that it either either would have to have been the Midnight Zombie game or the uh, RPG Academy happened to put on a pre-convention uh, gaming event that was quite a lot of fun for those who came. All right, Jared. Same question to you. What was your favorite event? Oh well, by far it would have to be the uh, the RPG Academy's event at Catacon presents. <laughs> so now we're just gonna throw yes. Nick under the bus, right? Yeah. He started off with something else. <laughs> Screw that guy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw you under the bus, even, man. Even though I missed the entire thing, it was my favorite. <laughs> event. You were there for a little bit. I, everyone knows I'm the asshole. So I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, uh, just. You know, we're we're being repetitive here, but uh, the Midnight Zombie game is always a blast. Uh, it wasn't as good as it was last year, but uh, that's probably due to the amount of people. But yeah, that would definitely be probably my favorite event. But it's also my biggest disappointment. So <laughs> whatever that means, <laughs> just because um, the expectations were set so high. Yeah, exactly. So um, and uh, other than that, uh, I mean, it was kind of a. a, a not my best year at Gen Con, but even still, I had a blast. So, um, yeah, that would probably be my favorite event. All right. And, uh, Michael, how about you, sir? Uh, well, I got to do some amazing uh, role play and some very fun role play at the U2 Can Cthulhu, where they added some elements uh, uh, when you got, um, especially when you got called, when I got called back to do the Black Letter event that were theatrical kind of LARP. And I have never done that really before. I'd, I'm aware of what it is, but I never had got to, to do it before. And I totally jumped in feet first, and I had a blast doing it. And they're actually going to be at a catacomb this year. I think we've said that. Uh, I'm super excited that they showed up uh, and are coming. 
Yeah, me as well. Uh, everything that you said about them, I thought was exciting. I kind of looked into them a little bit. We started talking on email, and they are super excited about a catacon as well, the small venue. But in particular, they're going to have their own separate cabin where all their events are. But but we're not here to talk about a catacon as much as I want to. We need to talk, <laughs> we need to talk about Gen Con. Uh, so I will go last, and I will say that it's it surprisingly is difficult for me to answer this because I did truly have so much fun at that RPG pre-event. I thought it was great to see all the people that came specifically because they wanted to hang out with us, which is like a mini catacomb. There are people there that they are there because of us. They want to play games with us. They want to hang out with us. And there are people that I have not seen for an entire year, and I get to hang out with them again, and that was awesome. It was also fantastic that you guys, and I'll give Brad some extra special props, were just walking around saying, hey, we got some games going on in here. And there were quite a few people that showed up that had no idea who the fuck we were, but we were playing games, and at that point, no one else was. So they were like, okay, they came in, and they may have only stayed for a few minutes, played one or two games. But uh, at at the best count, we had over 50 people that filtered in and out of that room over the course of a few hours. I absolutely had so much fun, and it will definitely be something we do in the future. And we are also probably going to do a post-Gen Con RPG Academy meetup next year because Sunday's kind of a weird day. I found that more people skip things on Sunday. There's a rush to, you know, get to your car or you got stuff you want to last minute you want to buy. So I want to set up an event where we basically, again, have like a room and just open gaming for four or five hours so people can come in. They can do some gaming on that last day, but they don't have to be beholden to a schedule where the DM and or players may not show up. But my actual favorite event was the Dread game that I ran. Which we heard about and at length because I think you had a, like an irradiated glow when you came back from that event. It was, I'm not kidding, I, that is the most fun that I have had running a game in literally years. I, don't rem- I cannot remember the last time I was that excited as a DM. It was amazing. I had a great group of players. Uh, several of them are coming to a catacomb. I will say because of that game, like they had so much fun. Uh, we were talking about it and like we were chatting like, you know, we want a rematch. And I was talking about the Catacon. So um, I, I don't know if that's the reason or not, but it was so much fun. We had, we were in a room that had four tables uh, at the time. Everybody was playing. There were literally multiple times where everyone stopped what they were doing to watch us play Dread. It was amazeballs. And Nick was yeah, there. Yeah, there, there was maybe 14 people watching this Jenga Tower swaying back and forth at any point in time. And just all of us yelling at each other to keep our hands off the table and not touch the tablecloth. Just quit, you know, that point where I almost fell backwards away from the table. That was pretty terrible. Yes, yeah. but it was so much fun. I literally, and, and I'm going to be running the same scenario at a catacon, but I'm also going to be adding a second one. Uh, Brad is going to help me. and I'm going to run a Star Wars themed dread event called Return of the Dread Eye. What is the name of that event? Return of the Dread Eye. No, the, the one that you're running. Return that, of the Dread Eye from from the last. Oh, one. the first one. It is yeah. a it's a D and Dread mashup. So D and Dread. It, it has a D and D theme to it. It's not the same as a normal Dread game. Because I, after listening to this, I'm like, all right, I might need to look up this game. <laughs> you, you got it. It's, it was it's, amazing. It's great. There's lots of wood spikes. So yeah, well, hey, sh- don't, dude, dude. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Yeah, no. a great man once said. <laughs> lots, lots of wooden spikes. So. All right, so let's talk about. Uh, I don't want to say like the like the worst thing. 
But what are some from frustrations? So go around like maybe things that you learned from the scheduling process, the rooming process, food, anything that if you wanted to like give a piece of advice to someone who maybe has never gone before or has not gone in a while because Gen Con is now up over 60,000 unique people. So we'll, same order, Nick. So what, what is like at least one piece of advice you would give to someone first time coming to Gen Con? Yeah. Honestly, maybe not even the th- anything that happened this year, but just what I learned from last year into this year, considering I considered last year a pretty big disappointment. I There wasn't a whole lot. I don't know what I expected, but it didn't go off well for me that year. But this year, night and day was great. I I could only stress to make sure that you carry a, at least a small bag to carry around some water, a few snacks. Um it's very easy to get caught up and move, move, running from game to game to game, and uh, get dehydrated and not even realize, you know, that you haven't eaten in five, six hours. You know, I don't know how what's a normal length of time. I eat all the time, but so, I mean, maybe that's not a long period of time. I don't but, know you, you can know. ask me. Though. Three yeah. days without food. It's like, oh my god, I haven't, five to I haven't eaten in, again. I haven't eaten in thirty minutes. I'm so. just gonna do basic math. Like, yeah. how many hours am I awake? Divide by three. Yeah. Well, especially if you're going to hit the dealer hall, having um, something to hold your giant ass board game, in my case, and it definitely helped being closer to the, you know, you're the convention center this you're year. You're telling us that you don't want to look like a real D&D character with, no, no. with everything you need to survive role-playing game-wise for the next week. I'm just saying that... If you can't make it back to town. I sweat enough as it is just thinking about moving, much less hauling <laughs> around things in my arms and, you know... Did, you know, it's like, oh, did you spill some water on that board game? No, it was like, no, I sweat through the box. So, <laughs> yeah. but awesome. All right, yeah. I, I'm glad, and I know last year that uh, you still had fun, but there were some. We we shared some yeah. some moments that it was not as exciting as it could have been. So I'm very happy that this year was a yeah. better experience for you. One of the big tricks was just going with the flow, not worrying about if I showed up to thing. It, it was more of just I just sort of. Was a little more laissez affair about it. Made sure to schedule, get to a few more things with the people I went with. That definitely helped. And that's the thing I was going to call out when it came to me, but since you brought it up, I'll just do it now, that I I played more games this time with people I knew. Yeah. You know, there's all these crazy things that happen at Gen Con that you want to be a part of, which is it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I consistently have more fun with people I know in my group rather than if it's all strangers. I'm sure there's exceptions, but for me, I would rather play a game that's got two or three people that I know. But we'll go ahead and jump to Brad. Same question to you. What's some advice you would give to a noob? Uh, definitely, if you schedule something at 8 a.m., be sure you really want to go to that 8 a.m. <laughs> time slot, uh, especially if it's the day after the Midnight Zombie game. Yeah. Um, that, that's or probably, any night where you're going to be awake exactly, a lot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, also, I don't. I, this year and last year, I, I played a lot of games that I was familiar with. And so I feel like I missed out on some opportunities to try out new systems or things that I've been thinking about wanting to play, but never quite got there yet. So that's a recommendation. Play Gen Con is a great atmosphere to go to, to have a lot of different games in one place at one time. And, you know, our, it, uh, sadly it takes money to play our hobby because there is some startup cost to get books. And, but having um, them all there at once, you know, it's a great opportunity to try things out. And I, next year, I definitely want to do that and play fewer games that I've already uh, have played before, even though they're a lot of fun. No, I, I completely agree. I think Gen Con is like a, it's like a buffet. You you have all this spread out before you. You want to sample a little bit of maybe the stuff that you don't normally 
get to try, and then what you really like, you bring back and you incorporate into your home games or to keep the metaphor into your home palette. I uh, this year I don't know that I I don't think I played any D and D five e. Like I ran one session of it, but I didn't play any of it, and I was completely fine with that. All right, so we'll move to you, Jared. So what are some uh, what lessons learned, uh, wisdom to share, advice for a new person coming to Gen Con? I guess the, the, the biggest advice that I've learned over the years is uh, make sure you have a, a plan and somebody who you can rely on uh, when it comes to... Uh, I said I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking about somebody who I won't mention. But uh, my first year at Gen Con did not give me help at all. They, they, they pretty much said, you go here to this website and do this. They didn't tell me how it worked. They didn't tell me that it was a click and wait. They didn't uh, tell me that, you know, if you didn't bid on that Sunday in May, that you were going to lose out on a lot of things. Um, just, uh, well, first of all, you're, you're making a, a good choice by listening to this podcast, first of all, because uh, you're going to get all you need to know, of course, from here. Uh, but, uh, you know, just having somebody who has been there and is willing to help you get uh, where you need to be, and it doesn't mind all the questions, and uh, is is definitely my number one recommendation. Because my first year, and I'm sure it might have been the same for you, we were it, we were like freshmen in high school. We didn't know what the hell was going on. And it was ridiculous. It was yeah. But because of that experience, we were able to help anybody who came the year after, and I believe that because of that, we were that much better of. Uh, of a guide or whatever to those people. So definitely have somebody, you know, who's been there before help you out or listen to this podcast. And if not us, there are plenty of uh, resources available. I did go through and watch some videos from other shows that uh, showed you how the registration process works. They kind of walk through, this is how you get your badge. This is how you put your wish list together. This is what happens when you click go. And so I, I did that for myself because I didn't know. And it was very, very helpful. Yeah. I mirror that. Cause Jared was actually my, Gen Con chaperone master Sherpa, yeah Sherpa Sherpa. I'm gonna go with Sherpa. Yeah. My first year, and I didn't. I, I don't. I don't know what he's talking about with any of this, this drama that he had to deal with because he just told me what I needed to do. All right. So beyond that, is there anything else that you would add in specifically that, that you learned? I think uh, for me this year, because I think first year I had like zero issues because I was totally in awe and probably still am. But I, I think it was this year, like knowing my own limits. I'm a social butterfly, like everybody knows that. But I, at some point, I was like, I just need to go off and do my own thing for a minute. Like, and it had nothing to do with any of the people that were around me. Just the introversion took over, and I needed some of like me time. Um, so know your own limits and work your your days around that. Like, plan a if you're like a person like I'm kind of introverted, maybe plan an hour a day for you to just read a book or play a Game Boy or do whatever you do because I think that for me made a big difference or just, you know, shooting the junk like, uh, you know, me and Jared just messed around for a while and made jokes and that was all the, like the kind of introversion time I needed. I second that. <laughs> so uh, for me, I, and this is the same advice I gave myself last year and did not take. And I'm, <laughs> He's so awesome. He gives himself advice. And I, did, and I don't listen to it. Because what, Michael, you're going to you're do it this year, I'm I gonna, swear. Can we listen to this and then give him that advice yeah. so then he can't just claim it as his own credit again next year? Next year. When he doesn't do yeah. it. No, He's got to listen to this before he goes I next am year. definitely going to do it next year. I am going to schedule no more than one game a day, like officially on the schedule. That might be a you thing, though. I, well, for me, and it's one, this is my yeah. advice because okay. I have found 
one, I, I missed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it because of the 8 a.m. thing and some things just because someone else said, hey, we're doing this pickup game or I got a Twitter message or someone I met at one game said, hey, we're doing this other thing. And I found myself going to these like social things over scheduled events. Mm-hmm. So one, I do feel bad about that because there is a there's a game where a DM showed up, hopefully, other players showed up, hopefully, and I wasn't there. And if I was the only one, would you know that may not matter. But I have I have a feeling that some of those games, multiple people didn't show up. So there's a good chance that games did not happen because people did not show up. And I truly do feel bad about that. I still wasn't going to get up at eight o'clock on Sunday after going to bed at two o'clock. That that's poor scheduling. So that's the second thing: do not schedule anything. I think o'clock. we all learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the thing about it is, not only was it just early, which was dumb. But there was like that moment, like Saturday night, I'm like, wait, we have to check out of the hotel because the game would go past checkout time. So we can't actually go to the game and come back. So not only do we have to be up and over there by eight, we have to be up, showered, packed and out of the hotel. All of us have to be out of the hotel by eight o'clock. So that was poor planning on our part. I do want to jump in here for a quick moment and give a shout out to our good friend, Chris, who hooked us up big time. He is a VIG at Mm -hmm. Gen Con and he basically was able to secure us a room within walking distance. Awesome. This is my third year going. First year I had that was close enough to walk. I will say, though, I walked a lot more than I did in the past. And I was talking to Nick about this. I found that funny because I was so close. As in the past, we would be there all day. Like, whoever had to go in earliest, we would all drive in, and you were there until the latest person had to leave. So there'd be times where you have nothing to do for an hour, so you just go find a chair and sit down. But the hotel was just close yeah. enough that I would walk back to it yep. and then walk back to the, <laughs> back to the convention center. I was like, why, why did I just walk round trip? For it's perfect. Mile? There's less time spent uh, walking, but also more time spent walking, and you don't have to drive. Yes. That's great. Yeah, the not driving was huge. So, Christopher, thank you so much for, for taking care of us. I hope we can do that in the future because <laughs> that would be amazing. He has said yes. Yay! That, that is awesome. Year. And we got I to love that man. And we got to I got to spend uh time with like five awesome gamers. So that was I'd also like to meet Chris in time. <laughs> I never got a chance to thank him and well, I would like to thank him for his what he did. Sorry. He may be coming to a catacomb. Woohoo, a catacomb. So, uh, we may get to meet him there. All right. All right. So, All right. So, so everybody's going to a catacomb. He's going to be there. Yeah. So, I believe we uh, we booked the president. <laughs> <laughs> Obama is going to be at a catacomb. At, at, at least Vin Diesel. I know yeah. he's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I would choose Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> so would I. <laughs> Can you fold me up into a pretzel? So, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so again, a catacomb is a crazy, crazy event. This year, they hit, they topped over sixty one thousand unique people. There are things that you can do at a catacomb. Or uh, you, you said you it. said a catacomb twice now for Gen Con. Yeah. See, I'm so excited. He's glowing right now. I am. So there's so many things that happen at Gen Con that you can only do at Gen Con. There's sixty one thousand plus unique people there. There's events that you do there that you can probably not do anywhere else. But you can't do everything. And I think that's the thing that got to me those first couple of years is that I wanted to try to do everything. And I got to the point where I was frustrated and I was trying to anxious. I was trying to get from place to place. And I just think in the future, I want to schedule less things that are official and more things that I just meet up with people and do, indiv- you know, just like, hey, let's, let's play now for two hours rather than setting aside a four hour game. But so that would be my advice. Stepping away from what we, we learned, what are you looking forward to next year? Like, is there anything in particular, and not everybody may have something here, but is there anything in particular that you're like, I definitely want to do that next year? Well, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be able to go this coming year, but in the future, 
Uh, nothing really in particular. Um, with me, it's usually more of the board game skew, which is me just wandering around the dealer hall. I mean, there's always cool stuff going on in there. But like you said, just, you know, maybe scheduling less and just going with the flow. I think some of the best things I did was just meeting up with people in their free time uh, in between games. Just uh, the experience all over again. I mean, it's great. Awesome. All right, Brad, you, what, what's up? One, at least one thing for next year. Next year, I'm really uh, considering, again, um, participating in the Iron GM Challenge. I did it my first year at Gen Con. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's, if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's uh, 15 or so of the uh, – it's billed as the best GMs in the country compete for the title of Iron GM where they have to – they're given three ingredients, kind of like Iron Chef, and they have to put together a campaign – or, I'm sorry, a session for their players – they're based off of those three ingredients, and they all compete for the title of uh, Iron GM. So I'm really thinking about giving that a shot last, uh, next year. I didn't. I, and you played in that? I did. I did. Uh, I didn't know about year. this. I think I might have to jump on. This. Yeah, it, it's a sweet. lot of fun. It's it, I if, if you, you want you want again you didn't do it this year. You I did, did it not, last year, right? Uh-huh. And you won some swag. Like you you placed, I did. so to speak. I did. Uh, you get a uh, they give away thousands of dollars of of uh, gaming materials there. Well, I, don't quite remember what the you know the iron the person who was the iron gm got i think they got for next year's gen con i think they got all their rooms and airplanes and everything hotel paid for to wow. come to, pres- to defend their title that's hot sauce okay we just need to get 15 people <laughs> and <laughs> one of us will win <laughs> how does that so is that like an eight-hour event or is that over several days or no it it's uh it's this year and last year it started on um uh noon on saturday and it ran till six and and the format for that is the players are randomly assigned to a table and they get to the GM gets is also randomly assigned to a table and the the only stipulation is that the the GM cannot know anyone at that table so you can't stack your table full of your friends. I was going to say is this like an Ocean's uh, Acadicon 13 thing where we can <laughs> No. <laughs> what if you um, pretend not to know that? Well, as long as I we take all work. the GM spots it doesn't matter. You just can't stack the table with your players. Uh-huh. That's true. You could, but you could just not tell them. What power gamers are we that we're already trying to break this system? <laughs> no, I just want to tell a good story. The man. best kind. That would be an awesome story to tell later. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm sorry. So um, uh, then you're randomly assigned to the table, and the GM gets to offer the table a system to play. And uh, the, the base, uh, at least last year, the base system was 3-5. And uh, so you had to be prepared to run 3-5, but you could also offer to run anything you wanted to. I offered to run um, Edge of the Empire. Uh, my players wanted to run Pathfinder. So having never run Pathfinder before, I had to uh, adapt to the rules of Pathfinder. I had, I'm pretty experienced with 3-5, so it wasn't too, too hard. But it was, it was definitely a, an exciting couple of hours, six hours or so. Awesome. And then at the end, uh, your, your table votes, and they, they rank you in certain things, and that's how Ooh. they determine. Precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Nerds judging nerds. All right, all right. so Jared, so, so what uh, What are you going to do next year? What are you most looking forward to? Uh, well, staying in the hotel again, actually. No, uh, <laughs> that not, was, not being on the street. That was yeah. pretty yeah. Um, and I took one for the team. I slept in my my corner with my air mattress every night. You know, you, 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 nobody you made you be a martyr. I know. That is <laughs> the benefit of being a very loud snorer is nobody wants to sleep next to you. So I got a whole bed to myself every night, Mark? and I loved it. 
I was partly mad about that because I, I had done the math and I'd figured out we have enough beds for everyone. And mm. then and then you and Rocky sleep on the floor. It's like, what? You know what? Not everyone had to go ass to hairy ass. Uh, so that's <laughs> yeah. I'm, or, you know, none, it was either ass to there. ass or dick to ass or dick to dick. But none of that had to happen. Nick didn't have to sleep with anyone. So there was only the one dick with Nick. So. And that's Nick's dick. Yeah, and that was Nick's dick. No comment. All right. So anyway, back to Jared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that and uh, probably looking forward to doing, I guess, getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. Uh, I, I typically go with games that I know that are just like comedy based where I know that I can just goof around and I don't need to, to pay too much attention tend to get into the gritty stuff uh, because I save those for campaigns, uh, you know, but uh, maybe get a little out of my comfort zone and playing something out of like that, that thing that Brad was talking about sounds pretty cool. Sounds way out of my comfort zone. Um, so I'm pretty excited about maybe doing something like that. Which uh, is, is unique. Cause I think you're a pretty solid gritty GM. Like I've been playing with you for a long time and you're, you're pretty into grit on the GM side. Yeah. And uh, but uh, those are campaigns. I don't know if I could do a gritty, do gritty well in like a four hour session and yeah, be done. Channel I don't bat. know how well just I channel Batman. Well, no, I, I, can, <laughs> I understand that too because I, when I I'm a type of player that I hate as a GM because I as a GM I like to tell these like really hopefully not necessarily gritty but like heavy stories. There's you know there's there's weight to decisions that are made as a player. I'm all dick and fart jokes the whole time and making people <laughs> laugh. So I, I get there's a difference between your play style and your GM style. No, it makes sense. Cool. All right, and so we'll go to you, Michael. What, what are you looking forward to next year? Uh, since I've had the most time to think, I think there's two things that I'm most excited about. Probably the first and foremost is just being at Gen Con. For me, I still carry it like a ton of gamer shame around and being in a place, which is weird for me to say when I'm on a podcast, but I still carry a lot of that around and being in a place that for four or five days where you literally only see nerds, geeks, freaks, interesting people, and support staff. Um, for that many amount of days, like it, it really kind of revolutionizes like the way that I view my my hobbies. And then the One Direction concert. That and then the One Direction happens concert happens to be going on the same weekend. That was true. Yeah. There was a there was a, a One Direction yeah. concert, which was an interesting, was a, yeah, it was an was interesting dichotomy interesting. of nice. people. And then probably the the that's probably number one. And then number two is uh, getting to play some more board games. Like I feel, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big RPG guy and that's where I came from. I came from three Oh and three, five hardcore power gamer back when I was 16 and 17. And, uh, you guys have kind of got me into more and more board games and I'm looking forward to doing that and walking the hall. I was really jealous of, uh, vocal glitter and laughing joker. <laughs> Going down uh, on the hall and just... Uh, going uh, down on it, yeah. Just, just getting in there real deep. No, you know, going just, down to the hall yeah. and uh, just having having a good time and walking around and playing games. Like I played, did that with them for a little bit, and it was a blast. Yeah, there's so much to demo, it's crazy. It really, you, you know, that's another thing for Lesson Learn is set time aside for the hall because you can't just go in and get what you want. That's just not going to happen. You You have to go in and... It's almost like salmon. You kind of get pushed down a stream, and yeah. hopefully you'll circle back around to where you were trying to get at some point. I can only do it in hour bursts uh, between the bo and the crowd. Um, I can only I had to take breaks. It it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, it's thing, a refined art. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going if you're if you're going after something in, in particular, try to go early. There were a couple of things that I tried to set on till Sunday, and they were sold out when I went back. Uh, but for me, the the thing that I'm looking forward to. Uh, next year, in addition, obviously the the RPG Academy pre Gen Con, I 
absolutely going to happen, probably a post-Gen Con thing. Uh, but I got to participate in a panel for the first time ever this year. And I had a couple of people ask me about doing a specific RPG Academy panel. And I didn't feel like we had probably enough of a following uh, to make that work. And, you know, I didn't want to be just me and like three people because that'd be really sad. Uh, but doing the panel was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I want to give a short uh, a shout out to Dom. He's the one who put that together from the Saving Throw show. Uh, and he invited me to be on there. And I'll just be honest, I killed it. I was, I was really good. People really like me, and uh, you need to go back and listen to it. And it was—it's it's terrible. No, I really like, want to get like the other side of this. <laughs> he actually wasn't story. on a panel. He, you know, can I get the names of those people that were on that panel I, I, so I can talk to them? They, they put him in a closet with a metal can and told yeah, him to talk into pre- it. Pretty much yeah. that but, guy with the Deadpool shirt. Oh my god, <laughs> I wasn't wearing it that day. I don't know. I might have been. Yeah, you probably. I were. probably <laughs> were. Probably were. <laughs> Probably, Probably were. was. Uh, but I am going to. I'm going to try to do a panel next year for the RPG Academy. You know, obviously, you guys would be invited. We'll we'll see if we can get enough of a following for people to come and just basically almost do like a live version of this uh, and see how that goes. So I will be looking forward to seeing if that will fly. Okay, well, I wow. know you have questions and topics you want to talk about, but one thing that I was curious about and would be curious about, and maybe those listening would be, are the uh, the seminars and the things that aren't role playing games and board games that might uh, how were they how are they are they interesting I mean like how does it how does that work um, I know you go to a lot of seminars or you did your first year anyways and I'm kind of curious if that's worth the two hours or whatever to go to or you know it it really depends on on you and like what day it is and what time it is and what other things are going on that that is the first panel I've ever participated mm-hmm. in and. Uh, it was a unique experience because, again, you're giving up time that to, to either learn something or be entertained or hopefully a little bit of both. And uh, if you're really into a subject, like uh, there's panels on how to do a successful Kickstarter that I probably should have gotten to one of those. <laughs> uh, the, the one I was on was about creating a show for the Internet. Um, the other hosts were more YouTube, so they, they invited me to be more of the podcaster avenue. So there were, there were specific questions to podcasting that I was able to answer that the other guys were not, which is why, again, I'm saying that I did a, you know, I did a good job because I, I provided information they were not able to do, and I made people laugh, which is always a good time for me. So, yeah, I think it is worth it if there's someone there that you really want to see and that it's a topic that you really want to cover. I know there's a lot of famous authors there. My first year, Mercedes Lackey was one of the guest authors, and I'm a huge Mercedes Lackey fan. Um, not as many people are familiar with her as some of the others, but I grew up reading her novels, and I love them. Uh, you know, I think Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman were there this year doing a dra- the Dragonlance uh, thing. Um, Summer Glau from Serenity and a bunch of other nerd shows were there this year doing pictures. So, yeah, there are things that are outside of actual gaming that you can do at Gen Con. And I know with some people, that's that's their thing. That's what mm-hmm. they want to do. For me, I would rather role play. I, you know, I probably will do the panel. And certainly if I get invited to do more, any more, I probably will do it. Uh, but I don't know that I would go to one over a game. So I don't have that many questions left. I mean, you guys, if you have things that you want to share, absolutely. I do have one left. And then at that point, we can just kind of do more of an open thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've alluded to here and in other places, you guys did an amazing job of selling a catacon. I don't think we needed to. I think it, I mean, I'm, I I get that they can come off kind of like I'm spreading it on, but I don't think, I think people were really open to the idea of an intimate gaming like convention right. where you get to do interesting stuff. So, I, so I want to ask again. Not everyone may have something here, but what is your favorite Akatacon story from Gen Con? 
Speaking of intimacy, bring your robes. What <laughs> 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 the fuck was that? <laughs> Nick is going to do an all robe event. At, uh, oh, okay. I will, I, I, I'll ju- I will jump on those jokes uh, when I'm not. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with you, Nick. So what was your favorite a Catacon story from Gen Con? Yeah, uh, probably the Dread game. I think by the end of it, um, everyone, I don't think any of those people knew what the hell you were talking about when we sat down, but we didn't sell it to them until the end, and then it was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do more of this, because you pissed them off enough <laughs> to uh, want to come back and do it again. Yeah. It's that it's that fine balance of entertaining and, you know, challenge, and uh, yeah, no, that couldn't have gone over any more perfect, so. Yeah, it really couldn't have, and it probably won't go as over as well. In the you're, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. All right, mm-hmm. so what about you, Brad? Any any favorite Akatacon moments at Gen Con? I think it was just getting to talk to the number of people I did. I mean, it's a great icebreaker for people you don't know. Hey, you know, you're at a game convention. Hey, have you heard about this other thing that's going on in you know the Oxford area of Ohio? And it just served as kind of a great icebreaker. I had some pretty good conversations with uh, you know various numbers of people that I can almost guarantee I would not have had had, you know, we not had the topic of a catacomb to, you know, break that ice and start talking about. Very cool. All right, Jared? Well, uh, in most of the games I was in, Michael here, or, or should I say Michael, hmm? was with me, and he was the marketing uh, guru for uh, a catacomb. He did a way better job than I did, and some, most of the time spoke before I could about it. But uh, in the, then the few things I did by myself, it was very nice uh, icebreaker, nice conversation maker after the game. Uh, one incident, and I believe I, I spoke to you about this, where we designed a setting, and I told the guys at the table, well, hey, you know, tune in. Maybe Michael will allow me to run a game in this setting that we made, and you can listen to it, And because we, we didn't have time to actually play in it. So we made this nice setting, and we made it, and that was it. And so... And then, you know, just kind of tagged on a catacomb with that. And uh, it was uh, it was kind of a cool way to bring it up and to talk about it and for them to get a little bit more fulfillment out of the game at Gen Con. Plus, you know, maybe something they could do. And they're from Ohio, so it worked out. Awesome. Well, I hope those people are coming then. Yeah. All right. And then we'll uh, go to Michael. I mirror the last two results, which was a topic for conversation and an icebreaker. Because I think a lot of times when you end a game, everybody just kind of packs up and leave. Uh, you don't really get to know people as much, or people are less apt to do it. But when you say, oh, "Man, I'm putting on a convention," you get to talk to people. So that, w- me personally, was like probably my my most favorite. And then number two was the Acadicon event, where I was like, "Man, this is there are really people coming in here, and they are totally about Acadicon, and they want to play games." And it was just, uh, you know, it was people coming in for pickup games and. Uh, the feel was really re- relaxed, and I think everybody had a blast. I got to play games there, even though I didn't get to stay for the whole thing because I had a game to run to. I got to stay there for half of it. It was a lot of fun, and that is, it is still something that I find remarkable. And I am under no illusions of grandeur that, in the grand scheme of things, that this show is is anything of real import. But it is, except for in Germany. Except for in Germany, we're big in Germany. But there are, it's, it's an interesting moment when you see someone that has met you through the podcast. They know you, they know your jokes, and they want to hang out with you just because of this thing. And it's a very interesting, it's a very cool feeling to do that. And and I'm going to get a little bit off topic here, but I do that with other podcasts because I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I think podcasting is an interesting medium because it's a lot like radio, but it's even more intimate than that. Because it seems like when you're listening to podcasts, 
it's like you're having a conversation. So in your head, you know these people. You mm-hmm. you have spent time with these people. And then so there's a comfort level that you have with them, even though you've never actually met them. And it creates a very cool environment when you finally do meet people. It's like you're already friends. Yeah, there's like, no there, nobody needs to do an icebreaker at the, a Catacon event because everybody's already. Yeah, you just sit down, you start playing games, and yeah. then you start talking. You know, you kind of open up a little bit there, but I think that's amazing. Yeah, because everyone's in their robes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's in their robes. The barriers uh, are already broken down. But I asked that question specifically because I had an answer for it, and I wanted to talk about it. So I'm going to bring things down a little bit, and I do apologize for that. But this, oh. I talked about my favorite event. This is my favorite moment. Um, is it when that moment you help that kid out of the well? No. Oh, okay. It is not that. It's close to that one, though. No, we'll we'll actually, get to it. We'll you get actually to that pushed one. the kid in the well. You got that back. <laughs> well, I know. I, I pushed the kid in the well so that he could rescue the kid and then talk yeah. about a no, catacomb. He was like, you want to go to a cat? You want to go to a catacomb? The kid's like, well, I don't know if I can. <laughs> well, Threw him right in the well. And he was like, this is what you could expect yeah. more of if you don't come. <laughs> so he we was have, like, into the wilds, bitch. Are we creating a setting where this is the new villain? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he pushes kids into um, wells. That's it. Yeah. But, but again, in all seriousness, I, I hate to, to bring the levity down, but if you've been a long-time listener to the podcast, you know that just a few weeks before Gen Con, I lost my mother. Suddenly, just gone. And there were uh, a lot of emotions about going, even going to Gen Con. There was a talk about me not going because part of me didn't want to have fun. Like There was a part of me that's like, I shouldn't be enjoying myself. So when I got there, I started having fun, and then I started feeling guilty about having fun. And then you couple that with lack of sleep, not good food, all the ex- mental exhaustion. I woke up on Saturday, and I was, in, I was depressed. Like, I literally woke up in a depressed mood, and I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't really want to I- interact. I, I, I don't think you guys even know this, but I ended up blowing off one of the games I was supposed to go to because I didn't want to put up with anybody because I just didn't feel social. And there was a there was a, a moment where I went to uh, went to have lunch by myself again uh, just because I wanted to be alone, and I was waiting for um, you know to get seated, and I just sat down, and Rob Schwab just walked in. Same thing, he walked in to have lunch. He had to wait five minutes as well, and he just happened to sit down next to me, and I was just like, hey, hey, you know, it's this weird kind of moment. I didn't want to bug him, you know, I didn't want to be like you know talking all about a catacomb. But he recognized who I was, and we just started talking. And that was the best 10 minutes of my entire catacomb, was just me and Rob just chatting. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that as well was the you know catacomb. Again, we sold the crap out of it to a lot of people. Most of the time, it was very positive. I had one pretty negative reaction by someone who basically told me that it was stupid. I mean, it was pretty bad. And you know, again, I think that went into the depression as well. So when I started, I talked to him, I was like, you know what you're in for, right? Like you, you, when you signed up for this, you knew that this was going to be like a hundred people. It's this tiny, small thing. He's like, Oh no, I knew all about it. I'm, I'm excited. And just seeing him totally on board. He's like, I want to be there. We're going to have so much fun. It, that turned my depression around and I had the most fun for the rest of the time I was there. So that just little 10 minute conversation with, with Rob at that, at the, you know, getting ready to sit at the, the Colts grill actually, completely make my Gen Con the best experience possible. And I promised him I would say this. I can say without any hesitation, Rob Swab is not an asshole. It's always a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yes, not an asshole. C- cannot say that about myself, myself, but, you know. Cannot say that. <laughs> yeah. So I do yeah. apologize for bringing it down, but, but that was, no, it was apologize. a very important yeah. moment to me personally. It meant a lot, and uh, I just want to thank Rob for because I'm, I'm sure he had no idea 
what was going on in my head, you know, because I can cover that pretty well. I can just, you know, I can talk to people. But him just giving me 10 minutes of his time while he was waiting for his table to get cleared made a world of difference to me in that moment. So thank you very much, Rob. And I had an amazing time after that. I think you misunderstood what I said when I said your podcast is stupid. Um, <laughs> it was it, not it was, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> that he's going to say anyway. I never I mean, said that then. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see why you would get down on something like this. I mean, yeah, Gen Con's great. I mean, there's plenty of things, thousands of things we're not going to be able to run. You're, you know, obviously it's not even in the same ballpark or world, but just the fact that we have some fairly big names and you're actually going to get to play with these people, talk to them, interact with them. And, you know, it's not somebody, you know, that's just passing you by. Like, we're going to be hanging out with these people all weekend long. Oh, yeah. so, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, again, it, it, it's in the past, but yeah, I, I yeah. just wanted to bring that up. We so, need the negative to appreciate the positive. Exactly. So, um, so we'll just kind of open it up. Is there anything I didn't ask, any, any moments that you want to share? Any, you know, it could be just, again, simple things. Uh, uh, someone in the hallway, a, a cool cosplay moment, something that you took a picture of. I actually uh, really enjoyed uh, one night, and I don't, I mean, you guys may not even remember this, but it was uh, particularly stood out to me, was uh, one night we were just sitting in the hotel and uh, we were just uh, hanging out as us as a group. And uh, just the conversation was because uh, I was kind of having a downer day, too. And it really, really lifted me up. Unfortunately, I think it was like Saturday night and it was like the, the, the two o'clock in the two o'clock yeah, in the morning until we two o'clock in <laughs> yeah. the morning. Just, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I can't really say anything that we talked about in particular that stood out. It was just the just us hanging out, knowing that uh, we get along so well and that, uh, you know, we make it work. And it was uh, it was kind of an event that will always stick in my head. Uh, through the con so just going uh bouncing off of what you were saying just those moments where you know that 10 minutes or whatever well it's more like four hours but uh <laughs> but i mean again in 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 truth and honestly gen con is exhausting physically is. mentally and emotionally irregardless mm-hmm. of anything else that, that's happening in your life and that's what i think michael was touching on mm-hmm. you need to make some personal time it, you know an yeah. hour just go back to the to the hotel or just chill out with your own small social group of friends. Because mm-hmm. if not, you can burn out, you know, and, yeah. and then you it stops being fun. And I think that's, uh, you know, what happened with me was in particular, same thing seemed mm-hmm. to happen for you. And, and I'm glad that that happened for you mm-hmm. as well, because I know what it what it meant to me. I think a lot of us got in a yeah. funk for like There's a the, small period of time. Our little moment where we were acting like we were from the Bronx, too. That was Yeah, there was like 40 to, uh, minutes where we just acted <laughs> like we were Northeastern people to get us out of a, yeah. out of a, <laughs> out of a funk we were yeah. in, man. Uh, so that that was a blast, but um, I think uh, I think th- I kind of already touched on it before. But the the biggest thing that I take away from it and that I'm excited about is how accepting everybody is. I didn't always get that, and everybody there is just so freaking happy to be there and be gaming uh, and, and just hanging out and having a good time and being on vacation. And they there there's not a I don't I've never felt judged there. Which is you can't say that for very many places. And we met the mayor. I was we met the mayor. Say that. Are we oh. gonna are we gonna forget that we oh. met the motherfucking mayor of Indianapolis? <laughs> and a guy called him the manager at the, in the middle of the guy, game. We're the sitting, manager of what? what? what were he we was sitting? not with our group. This guy was not with our we, group. We were yeah. sitting in that was playing the um, game. Cold, not Cold Steer Wardens. No, it was um, no, that was the, the comedy of errors. Yeah, demon hunters. Yeah, demon hunters. And guy in a suit walks in. 
He looks just completely kind of out of place. There. Everybody having he's a just time? sort of surveying the room. Yeah, he's kind of checking the temperature. You know, like, oh, is everybody enjoying themselves? He's like, what's an RPG? And then I start answering. I'd be like, oh, it's like the you know what you used to do when you were a kid and you played pretend. Well, it's this is the scaled up grown up version of that. And then there was like no light bulbs. That I mean, some of it. <laughs> he, he was just like, oh yeah, he was schmoozing. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, he's doing his thing, and uh, it was just. And then he, and then somebody called him. He said, oh well, I'm the mayor. And then somebody said, oh, did he say he's the manager? Oh, you're <laughs> yeah, the manager. Like, you're the manager <laughs> of what? And then I did a full <laughs> face palm. <laughs> Well, it, 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 it baffles so me why we didn't bother to get a photo with him. I I I, that's my regret is we did not get a big selfie with the mayor of Indianapolis. We and then were, say I think he's we coming to a catacomb. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we were starstruck, flabbergasted, and we, we still in character. Yeah. We did not sell him on a catacomb. That was yeah. a, maybe one of the biggest regrets we, we're going to have there. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Or ask his opinion on the whole gamer thing. Yeah. The game. Well, he he has come out of my understanding in favor. It's the governor that was oh, really okay, the, the, okay. the focal point behind That's that whole thing. Yeah, that was an in, that was interesting this year too. Yeah. Um, big of uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not to not to change topics entirely here, but you know we were talking about as a segue to Gen Con being exhausting physically and mentally. Yeah. And as a way to overcome that, you you know you need to recharge and have some really good food. So what I was curious of what everybody found, you know, what was the best thing they had while they were at Gen Con? Because you the know, Ram. One thing about gamers is go hmm. fuck yourself. <laughs> the Ram. What? What's wrong with? I that? hated that. Place. The Ram was fine. It was the five hours before and after our food that was the problem. I so think, I, I, this is my third year. Every year I've been there, people have told me you have the to go food to the was Ram, great. You have to go to the Ram, you have to go to the Ram. But oh my god, it w- literally was a four hour. Maybe lunch. maybe it's because my stomach was eating itself, but it was a <laughs> damn good burger. You know, they I say mean, hunger is the best spice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, the experience was awful, but the food was good. Yes. Yeah. In all fairness to the Ram, their food is really good, and also they make some really good beers. But it is definitely a very popular place. Yeah, yes. Lot, lots of breweries around the area. If you're if you're into drinking the beer, um, <laughs> which some of us are. If, if you part, if, are if you partake, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. I drank way more than I should have. I'll tell you that. I probably got most of my substance from beer because I don't even remember how when I ate a lot, except for when we ate at the Colts Grill at one time. I think it was mainly just chips and crackers. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael's uh, every order of uh, nachos before a meal. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say my my yeah you go go yeah I will I will my my two favorite were the um, the Weber uh, grill which is really good and uh, and I highly recommend that to anybody I missed out and he didn't um, get to go this year I didn't get to go this year but it was so good I remembered it from last year I actually the 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 restaurant in the embassy. That oh, was champions. a really good burger. Mm. No, no, not the Champions one in our actual hotel. Was oh, we were in the lobby yeah. that night before mm-hmm. our last game. That was one oh, of the best burgers mm-hmm. I had. Steak and Shake was pretty good. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Unique restaurant, sorry. And I don't remember the name of it, there, but there was a food truck. the The grilled cheese food truck. Oh was yeah, awesome. God, the buffalo chicken grilled cheese. Yeah. I was gaming so hard that I didn't even. I don't think I ate. Like I don't remember. The only time I remember eating is like when we, I was slowing down a little bit with you guys. I remember I had mac and cheese one time, and that was it. Is yeah. that because that we're slower? Just went out there to game just, all over that mac and cheese I, is what I did. I, I was gaming 12 hours a day. Like, yeah. I gamed 12 pounds a day there. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah, someone made a White Castle run for me. Oh, I regretted that later. <laughs> sure, everyone around in, me did too. Immediately. Oh, man. No, Woo. but, uh, man, what was it? I, that Yard House place. 
looked really swanky to yeah. use there, a really old term to describe something. There's that's very one new. downtown yeah, there's in one downtown, downtown Cincinnati. It's great. They this have, is how out of touch with my great generation tr- they, I am. You got the great. Tr- they got tons of beer on tap. Great truffle fries. I mean, this is completely unrelated to Gen Con, but <laughs> it's like a hundred beers yeah. on tap. Or they, Yard House is really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, next year at, at Gen Con, the Yard House is the top of my list. Mm-hmm. The Colts Grill is still my favorite. Just go downtown because you can get in generally pretty quickly. Uh, the food is good. I think it's you know as as priced as reasonably as anything else is. Uh, but I think Yard House will be top of list next year for Gen Con. I got to try this Weber Rock thing. Bottom too, and I know some, somebody may or may not want to go back to Colts Grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually unintentionally made fun of some. Uh, what, what's the name of that band? Um, One Direction. One, One Direction. Direction. <laughs> yeah, some One Direction fans. You don't know you're beautiful. Yeah. Or is that it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, John, good cover. I don't know. What? No. This is how out of touch with that I was. What? I, I don't, I don't was... know all of their names or anything or <laughs> didn't actually go to Indianapolis to go to the show and masqueraded as Gen Con. I told no. you that poster was for my nephew, yeah. all right? That's why That's why you didn't see me at all on whatever night it was I still don't on. know who they are, yeah. so... They're a British boy band. All right. Disco- now I know. Now discovered I know. by Simon Cow on... Uh, Britain's version of America. That's no, weird because I thought boy bands were like dead. What, what kind of yeah. cow? Simon Cow. Oh, Simon oh, Cow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A cow? <laughs> by, by a cow? Yeah. <laughs> they were all farmers. Yeah. We are derailing. <laughs> if this was if this was a game, the DM would be quitting. <laughs> yeah, Gen Con. Yeah. Gen Con. Gen, yeah, I had a I had a blast. I think uh, my number one like one of my favorite things was rooming with you guys. That made hey, this is the second time he's brought this up. Made it made all the difference because I wasn't yeah it wasn't uh, you know sleeping on the floor or anything yeah because the f- last year I like didn't know any of you guys and I just slept on your floor yeah you were that random dude that came in at two o'clock and just uh, f- slept on the side of the, the room me. you were the yeah. dude I stepped over on the way to the bathroom yeah. yes it was you were in like, the sleeping bag oh, sorry the worst spot I was like I'm just happy to be here yeah we we fit in like Tetris blocks in that room whereas this year. We actually had choices. Safe. Yes. Way yeah. better. Jared yeah. sprawled out on the bed. I didn't even have to unfold my fold-out couch. Nice. Yeah, no. It was awesome. All right. So uh, any any purchases of, of oh, let's, let's yeah. go there. I know I know Nick <clears throat> yeah, as a board yeah. game guy. You got um, Ashes I, again. What do you got there? I, uh, Ashes was the new game by um, Flat Hat. God, Vega. I can't think of his first name. Um, designed uh, Dead of Winter. Same artist as Dead of Winter also. I actually got bought a promo Kodiak Colby, who's awesome, because the guy that runs Flat Hat, his name's Colby, and I uh, got it signed by the artist. She's awesome. And uh, I picked up uh, Cthulhu Realms, which is the new game by the guy that made Star Realms last year, which I know you were, you I'm loved. Big fan of Star Realms. Yeah. I just backed their Kickstarter for Epic something. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing Epic. I Realm. missed the boat on that. I wish I would have got in on that. Also picked up, oh, uh, let's see, two older games, uh, Race for the Galaxy and Space Alert. But. When are we gonna play these? Yeah, um, whenever I have time. Have you hey, to sit down and, uh, I know we got a weekend coming up in November. We're all gonna yeah, be playing yeah. games. Well, really? we did we did talk about uh, having a Saturday too, where we would just maybe play things. We try and bust card. out yeah or the stuff. God, yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, yeah. Every time. So every time. Uh, so I yeah not have a wall of shame. I can justify yeah you know, having purchased these things. So, right. You know, well, have you had a chance to play all your games that you bought? Sorry. Uh, two out of four, so not actually half bad, considering. Oh, yeah. Literally half bad. Literally half bad. <laughs> <laughs> not half bad. I beat you to it. It's a half class <laughs> full situation here. Okay. A half a second. Yeah. I've already spent the money, so I mean. Right. Just you know, looking at the box is entertainment. All right, so, yeah, so what about I mean, you, Brad? Any, any purchases at Gen Con this year? 
I purchased uh, three things, I think. I also purchased Cthulhu Realms. Um, I purchased uh, Cold Steel Wardens. <laughs> mm, you beat me to and, it. And uh, also I, I picked up uh, Force and Destiny from uh, Fantasy Flight. And if you haven't had a chance to check that book out, the, it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, not only is it a, a great game, but the artwork inside of it is is stunning. They don't need any help, though. So <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I picked up. Awesome. Yeah, I picked up... Uh... That that bang dice game, uh, Walking Dead, and uh, I had the intention of playing it with my wife because she's a huge Walking Dead fan. But then realized after I purchased it, it is a three player game, <laughs> and so that has not been opened. I and, think. It, it, oh yeah, it plays minimum of three. I was gonna yeah. say I know it plays up to like nine or something like that. Yeah, I, there may be a way to do two yeah. players. I don't know, but uh, and then I bought. You gotta figure out how to bang your wife without a third person. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of banging, <laughs> I bought two uh, foam weapons for my kid, which oh. have yet to be used. Oh, was, speaking of the result of not <laughs> being was, at a bang, that was one of my disappointments. Is I wanted to get a big shield. And when I actually went to buy it, they were sold out of the shields I and, wanted. And not lose yeah. it this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they'll I, make anything you want if you got their card. I got their card. They'll make it and send it to you. But, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I, I can justify to add. Like, if I come home with it, the wife will be like, oh, you bought one of those. But if I actually, like, custom order it, I don't know that that would fly. <laughs> Just be like, oh, look what showed up. I, I, did, I did buy a mace. Just give me the money. I'll buy it. Uh, and then bring you. it over and be like, hey, happy birthday. Oh, my birthday's not for me. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I oh, oh, that Jared. <laughs> I bought a mace this year, so now we have swords and a mace. And we have one shield, but I want a different one for so we both. Yeah, that. we tested it on my face when yeah. we, were, we were buying it. Like, is this going to hurt your kid if you use it? Yeah. yeah. Or if your kid uses it on you? All right. So, what about you, Michael? Any purchases? Oh, my my big purchase was Cold Steel Wardens, which uh, I I talk a lot about on on my Twitter uh, and to people that I know. Uh, it's done by a guy who is coming to a Gatagon. <laughs> Andy uh, Klosky. Uh, it is a Iron Age comic book uh, fantasy ga- role playing game, and I've I am one of those people who never really got into superhero games because they weren't gritty enough for me, or the physics didn't make sense in my head, or whatever. So I figured out, oh man, I'm just into Iron Age comics because they're a little grittier, and this system is is awesome for it. And then the other one uh, was uh, I bought Dixit. That I mean, I, that's a game that a lot of people know, but I bought it because it's a game that I thought my family would like, and to get sentimental uh, again, uh, I I I did it. We played it with my family, my sister, my brother-in-law, my dad, and my mom, and I had one of those moments when I was playing it where I just couldn't stop smiling because it was uh, they really got into the game, and it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, my parents like might understand me and finally what, loved me. Well, no, they just just that <laughs> no, moment they don't like, love where you're me. like. They understand what you do. Like, they're having fun with what you do. It's like the same way, like, a parent, I'm sure a parent feels. Yeah, like, explaining sitting they're... around in a basement with a bunch of dudes every one night. Yeah, they just, you get, like, it just sound, it must sound. <laughs> I do a podcast. It must sound ridiculous when yeah. I'm explaining it to somebody who hasn't played games before. So for like them the to... mayor of Indianapolis. If you can explain it to the mayor of Indianapolis, yeah. you can explain it to your parents. Doesn't mean they'll, they'll get it. So so what's next? Uh, Cards Against Humanity with the whole family? Or... <laughs> I could do that. They would, have a, they would yeah. probably have a, a good if time with If you can play that. that card with your family, you can play anything with your family. Yeah. yeah. I do want to make a thing that every year at Gen Con that I buy a new set of dice. 
but I did it backwards this year that I bought it at the end, so I didn't actually play any games with these dice. I bought them as I was leaving. I think in the future I want to try to do that at the first thing so I can play with them. Uh, but I did get the newest set of the DC Deck Builder game, which I'm a big fan of, the Teen Titans expansion. And then I also got um, the new Legendary expansion, Secret Wars. I went there. Which you did not think you were going to no, get No, I went of. there three times specifically looking for it. Every time it was sold out. I had asked all of you yeah. if you just like happened to walk by to look for it. A couple of you I know did try. It was mm-hmm. always gone. And then as I was leaving to go to a different game, I just happened to walk past it on the way out. And then all of a sudden they it had plenty. Was, it was, yeah, it was like all kinds of them there. So I grabbed that. So I think the I bought the Mace, the Teen Titans Legendary, and then I got my uh, dice. That was the only thing I bought this year. No new RPGs. Oh, that's a lie. Monster of the Week. I did, I did oh, get yeah. that one as well. You bought your giant die six. Did you buy, oh, uh, yeah. I have a, a literally a gigantic die six. Is that plastic or foam? No, no it's, it's a regular die six. It's the size of a baseball. Did you buy Cold Steel Wardens? Holy uh, moly. I did not purchase okay. it. But Andy did give us a copy to give away for a catacomb. So oh. I have a signed copy. Of that, that is heavy. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a real die. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's for uh, 13th age so that you can see what the escalation is. It's not for actual world. And chucking at people that are asleep. Sorry, I dented your table. All right, so we're, we're about at an hour, and we're clearly just grasping at straws at this point. So one last time around the table, any final thoughts for Gen Con of years past or the future? Nicholas. Uh, let's start the other way. Michael. Yeah, yeah. Try uh, new things or things that you haven't done before. That was like my goal when I got there was to... Man, I'm going to play every single thing that I'm going to pick is things that I've never played before. And even if they weren't things that I was like, man, I'm not 100% into that. I started to get a more holistic view of the field and of the genre, of the genres that are out there. I never would have found CSW or thought that CSW was good if I didn't think that I'd be open to different types of games. Very, very cool. How about you, Jared? Yeah, just to kind of mirror that is... Um... If there's any systems you like and uh, you don't have a lot of people you know who play it, this is a great place to play that system with a lot of people who are equally or maybe even more passionate about it as you are. And uh, also a good opportunity to learn more systems. There's, I mean, geez, like, what, 5,000 games that come available when the list is released for Gen Con? So <laughs> it can be a little overwhelming, but it's it's fun to dive in. So All right, Brad? Gen Con is a fantastic time, and if you haven't been or you've been on the fence uh, about thinking about going, I really can't recommend it enough. It is, it is um, as, as Michael said, it, there's something about being, you know, with seven or what, 60, 61 61, 61,000 of your people who understand, you know, what we all nerd out about, and it, it is a really good time, and... Um, you know, be open to try new things and have a have a blast. All right, Nick, back to you now. Yeah, now that I have my uh, thoughts in order here, something that I start I did last year and I did again this year was um, trying to do the uh, legendary winner box. I actually won the first year and uh, picked up a copy of uh, the Encounters uh, Aliens Edition. Tried again this year, got close. I'm going to put it down as an asterisk. Oh, was but, there some controversy? Yeah, yeah. Well. We didn't exactly, the guy that was moderating our game, so to speak, said that we would have as long as we needed to because we didn't get started right on time. So we actually played maybe for about mm, 20 minutes and then they were like, nope, your hour's up because uh, they couldn't find enough people to start the game. So I was like, oh, well, you know, just 
And had we, I known that we were going to be ending, I would have done a couple of different things differently in the game. But, you know, that's, I don't want to be a sore loser, but it, it'll be something I, I wanted to continue doing uh, going forward. Also, if you get the chance, check out the Rio Grande rooms. I know I uh, talked about it to a couple of you. They have a spread set out in there. They have appetizers. They have Cokes, coffee, tea, and you can just walk up and start demoing any of the games they got sitting out. Nobody's there. Um, they won't, nobody's there to teach you, but you can sit down and just play any of this stuff. They have all the refreshments and the air conditioning, just like the pl- rest of the place. I actually don't know if it was free, but I did eat, uh, and drink their stuff. So I guess, you know, it was free for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was free. So for everyone you. in there had a Coke. So I was like, Oh, bills, Coke. In, bills in the mail. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome guys. Well, Good stuff. Thank you very much for sharing Gen Con 2015 with me. I certainly look forward to Gen Con 2016. And uh, hopefully we will implement some of these, some of the advice that we're giving to ourselves. And maybe we'll listen to ourselves we this do. year yeah, uh, or next year. And uh, it'll be even bigger and even better. So uh, thank you guys again for your time tonight. And this is Michael for everyone saying we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize, but we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at The RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.